0: Greetings to you and welcome to this episode of Grace Podcast. I'm Timothy Muse. I'll be your host today. It's great to have you as part of this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for investing the time and the energy. If this podcast is helpful for you, if you feel like you're benefiting from it, then please share it out there. Get it out there so others can hear it and others can gain this information. I uh, can share it out on Instagram or uh, Facebook, Twitter. Actually, I'm out on Twitter as well. If you're following me on Twitter, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, please do so. Uh, Union and Beach is my Twitter handle. Uh, but it's out there on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube, Facebook and um, Instagram so follow us out there if you're on any one of those platforms if you've connected with us on any one of those platforms would love to get this information out there so that others can hear it so that others can take advantage of it i always say you know this isn't proprietary information when you're better i'm better when i'm better we're better when we're better together so the more we can grow the better we are that's just how it works and it's just how it is and and that's what we should want we should want each other to be better we should strive for and yearn for each other to be better actually Because the the better people are, then the better we are together and the better the world is. So we should want everybody to grow and advance. Again, as I've said, you know, being better doesn't mean that where we are is bad. It just means that that there are areas that we can always advance. We can always change and and be stronger in. So if this is helpful for you and you think it would be helpful for someone else, then please share it out there. Feel free to do that. Uh, Tag me in it. Love to see where you're at. If you're listening to this on one of the platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, uh, please uh, you know, follow us and give us a rating and review. Uh, the more positive ratings and reviews that we get, the more the platform sees that people are paying attention. And when they see that people are paying attention, then they listen and they, they share it out there. So please get it out there, love to see it, love to see you know that interaction in that place. So uh, get it out there, share it out there so that people can follow along. And if you want to reach out to me directly, uh, Grace Life Coaching is the website. So catch me on the website, gracelifecoaching.com, and uh, ta- and message me, text me, send me an email, whatever, whatever form of communication you're used to using, and we'll uh, see what we can do. Love to do some coaching, love to do some conversation. So if you need me, if I can help out in any way, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'd love to hear your comments, love to hear your feedback. So definitely reach out to me and uh, let me know where you're at. Let me know where things are. So uh, what I have for you today, I want to I want to say a dirty word. <laughs> uh, and, you know, in, in, in my um, in my professional life, uh, it, it's, it's kind of the running joke that we don't like change. That's what the people that I work with that, that, and not necessarily the people I directly work with, but just kind of the rubric in general is that we don't like change. So their the dirty word is change. Change is the dirty word uh, that I'm going to put out there. Change, I'm going to say it again, change, change. I want everybody to get comfortable with the word change because I'm going to use it a lot. So change, change, here we go, (laughs) change. All right, so let's be clear. Nobody is comfortable with change. We as human beings are created to be sedentary. We are created to find stasis and remain in stasis. And actually, conflict is what creates change. We change out of conflict. I'll give you an example. If you are watching the game, Super Bowl, World Series, whatever, and you're sitting in the recliner and you run out of iced tea, well, then you're in conflict. And the conflict has to be resolved with either accepting you're going to not have any iced tea or get up to get more iced tea. So you change. So conflict is necessary. Conflict is important. Conflict is what moves us. Uh, Conflict is what gets us out of bed in the morning. You know, we're in conflict with the alarm clock. We're in conflict with, with going to work. Conflict is what causes us to eat. We're hungry and our body is crying out for food. So, so conflict is what drives this notion of change. Uh, if we could just be sedentary and do nothing and, and, and exist, then we would. As humans, we would. That's kind of like baseline in our being. So, um, so we have to move. Conflict causes us to move. Our body causes us to move. Um, and in that, we face change. We face change. Change is an inevitable part of human existence. That's the kind of the fascinating thing about change is that uh, we we it's an inevitable part of human existence. but yet at the same time, it has become something that is a negative. So how is it that something so inevitable has become such a negative? Well, I'll tell you, in my vision, in my experience, and I'm sure that there are those out there who know plenty more than I do, uh, and I, I would welcome any kind of conversation that those who know plenty more than I do would bring. But in my experience, one of the main reasons why we don't like change is we, because we've emotionalized it. We've emotionalized change. Change is good or bad, okay? We, we've put on change a feeling that maybe it doesn't deserve at all. Change doesn't deserve a feeling. Change just is. I mean, it's neither good nor bad. It just is. Maybe it's right or wrong, depending on the circumstances, but it's neither good nor bad. Let, let me give you an example of that. You're driving down the road. You're driving straight down the road, and you turn left off the road to go in a different direction. Is that bad? Is that wrong? You've changed But in that instance, we're not going to apply any kind of emotional connection to it. So mainly what happens is that we apply emotional connection to these things we call change. So why don't we like change? Well, because we put an emotional connection to it. We make it mean something more than it is. Oftentimes, change is change. It doesn't mean any more than that. It's like changing our socks. I'm going to put on a new pair of socks tomorrow morning because that's what I do. That doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just what I do. I'm going to put on a new pair of socks tomorrow morning. So change in and of itself is not an emotional thing. It is a thing like anything else. But we as humans have attached an emotional value to it. And some change we attached far more emotional uh, emotional value to than others. So some things have no emotional value some things have little emotional value and some things have a great deal of emotional value and when we start talking about the things that have a great deal of emotional value well then that is where change becomes sticky and it also becomes resistant we become resistant to change that has large emotional value uh, such as selling a car I mean, cars have emotional value. Selling a house, changing houses, changing jobs. Those things have emotional value connected to them. Uh, leaving a geographic area for another geographic area. Even though the the, the moving or the leaving is definitely beneficial, it has a large emotional value. So if we want to tackle this understanding of change and and how we can better change better, for lack of a better terminology become better at changing how's that sound so so change isn't so difficult because look obviously if we want to be better we have to change we can't be better and stay the same it doesn't work that way so if we want to be better we have to change that's just how it is so if we want to be better we have to change if we're going to change then we have to figure out how to change and if we figure out how to change well then that you know that's a big key so here we are looking at this idea of change and how do we change well that's a huge question like i said so so the first thing is we need to stop emotionalizing it we need to stop emotionalizing it need to stop putting emotion on change change is change some changes we apply big emotion to and therefore we're resistant to but at the end of the day there really isn't any emotion to selling one house and buying another okay People do that all the time with no emotion whatsoever. Now, other people, they tie big emotion to it. And, and again, this is not a critique. Okay, I'm not critiquing where people are at. I'm just saying how it is. And this is why change becomes difficult. We attach emotion to it. And a lot of that emotion so so here's kind of the other piece when we see change happen or when we experience change what we do is we often look at what we're losing so there's the emotional attachment and we see the emotional attachment of what we're losing so let let me go back to um, the example of selling a house. okay? So a lot of times people sell houses because they've either grown out of them or the house has grown out, gotten too big. So if you if you know if you're just starting out, maybe you just got married and you're looking to buy your first house, well you're not going to use and, and you really I mean, theoretically you're not going to buy a six bedroom or a five bedroom three bath house, not for two people, okay? A starter home usually isn't that big. Usually a starter home is just what it's called, a starter home. You buy it to start out. But then as you go on from two people to three people to four people, as you start having kids or what have you, then you buy a bigger house. Now, selling the first house and buying the second house, there is no emotion to that transaction. It is strictly a land deal contract selling one piece of property to someone else and buying another piece of property from someone else. There's no emotion to that. However, there's emotion tied to it because there are memories tied to the first house there are memories that you know this is the house this is the bedroom that we conceived our first child in this is the the kitchen that we cooked our first Thanksgiving in this is the living room that had our first Christmas tree and and so what happens is these memories that get emotion get tied into the physical space so when we're leaving that physical space what we see is what we're losing oftentimes when people are confronted with change that is what uh they're confronted with and that is the the immediate response is what they're losing what they aren't going to have anymore and yes i mean with change comes loss but also with change comes gain so perhaps maybe you're not good this living room is the room where you had your first uh christmas tree and that's awesome uh but you're getting a bigger living room that's going to allow you to have a bigger christmas tree or maybe this is the first christmas this living room is going to be the first Uh, Christmas tree with your two kids or with your parents living with you or whatever the, the future holds. We're so good at looking back over what we're losing that we're missing the possibility of what we're gaining. We're missing the possibility of how good it is. So if we're going to emotionalize change we don't we want to kind of lean away from that emotionalizing the negative of what we're losing and maybe emotionalizing the positive of what we're gaining and and see the possibility within the future which then again i mean there's still emotion to that but it's far more joyous it's far more positive okay so so that's kind of uh, that. that's kind of a, 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 you know, a very basic, very baseline understanding of of why we're resistant to change. There's far more to add to it, of course. I and mean, you can get into the psychology of fear and disconnect and control all of those things. And And really, quite frankly, for some people, that needs to happen because their fear of change or their resistance to change is so strong that they are, in fact, paralyzing themselves, okay? But for most of us, we're not paralyzed by the fear of change. We're just very, we're we're very cautious of it. And we need a little bit of of a bump, okay? So so not emotionalizing these changes, not emotionalizing um, what's going to happen. And as well, kind of looking out to see what's coming and giving that just as much, if not more energy than what we're losing, than what we're we're leaving behind very important stuff very important stuff so so let, let's shift gears here a little bit um and talk about how we can be successful in changing because you know like, like this whole point the whole point of this is to be better the whole point of why i do this the whole point of the coaching the whole point of of, of i believe of life is to be better is to be better than we were yesterday. We're not in competition with each other. We're not in competition with our family or our spouse. We're in competition with who we were yesterday. Our goal is to be better than we were yesterday. That is our goal. That is what we should strive for, okay? And if we are better than we were yesterday and better than we were yesterday and better than we were yesterday, then ultimately we're going to find ourselves better than we were five years ago or better than we were years ago, okay? Uh, Stronger. uh, Healthier, all right? So 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 we need to enter into the process of change if we are going to be better. We cannot be better and sit and do the same thing. We cannot expect ourselves to be better and do the same thing. I cannot expect to lose weight if I continue to eat the same amount of calories and do no more working out. Okay? That's just that's that's a ludicrous understanding of life. So so we need to we need to embrace change. So let's talk about how we can do that. Let's talk about how change can work you know, for our benefit, for our betterment. Okay. And how we can do this. So the first thing I would say, so there's three things that, that I want to say about change. The first thing I want to say about change is that it's small. Okay. It's small, you know, to make big changes is, is, is almost immediately going to set up failure. Because we cannot, some of us can, but most of us who are trying to live a life, raise a family, work a, work a job, pay bills, we can't maintain large change over a long period of time, okay? So so if you want to make changes, begin with small changes, little things. If you want to be healthier, let's let's, let's run down. If you want to be healthier and you want to make changes to be healthier, so, so, so start with one thing. Uh, start with one thing and make it small. I'm going to get up a half hour earlier and walk around my house. Okay, or I'm going to drink water over soda at lunch. Right, I'm not giving up soda all the time, but I'm going to I'm going to drink water over soda at lunch. So make it small. Make it small because small changes um, are far easier to sustain. They're far more sustainable in our daily routine. Uh, But small changes done over a long period of time are successful. And that's the second point. So be persistent and be willing to invest long term. Okay, You didn't get here overnight, wherever here is. You didn't get here overnight. And you're not going to get out of here overnight. I mean, let's say that, you know, let's say you're carrying 20 extra pounds, okay? I mean, I could say that about myself, probably closer to 40, but here nor there. But I didn't get here overnight. I mean, I didn't go to bed last night at at a certain weight and wake up the next morning 40 pounds heavier. I didn't. (laughs) The weight came on over time, slowly and incrementally through decisions that I made. So if you want to make a change, make something small and invest in it over time. Because it is in time that you're going to see the difference, that you're going to see the, 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 the capability. You're going to see the, um, the, the response. The, the word I'm looking for is just shooting. the returns. There we go. You're going to see the returns of a small change over time. Okay. And when we make small changes over time, we can decrease that emotional investment. We can decrease that. So, so let's go back to um, I'm going to stop drinking soda at lunchtime and I'm going to drink water. Okay. Well, you know, emotionally invested wise, drinking soda is pretty small. Now, um, maybe your body's going to be attached to it for a couple of days or a week, and you may have to go through a little bit of a withdrawal or a little bit of detoxing uh, or less than, but you can do that. But if, if you make that small change, whatever that small change is, over time, uh, you know, if you want to cut back on caffeine, you can go from full-calf coffee to half-calf coffee or whatever, um, then, but it's small. But invest in it over time because a small change is going to show returns over time. Think of the stock market. If you invest a million dollars in the stock market and the stock market grows by 2%, well then you've just made $20,000. Okay. You have. That's awesome. But if you invest a hundred dollars in the stock market and it grows over it grows two percent, now you just made two bucks. Whoopee. But if you leave that money keep rolling over year after year after year and keep adding a little bit more to it each day, well then you're going to see long, you're gonna see big returns long term. So a little bit, small changes, but invest in those small changes over a long period of time. That's where you're going to see the returns. Uh, big changes, are, sometimes they're sustainable, but most of the time they're not because we're just not wired that way. So small changes over time. That's what you're looking for. And the third thing I would say, so so the first thing is make it a small change. The second thing is, is to invest in it long-term. The third thing I want to say about it is make whatever change you're looking at achievable. Make it achievable. So is it achievable to give up soda at lunchtime every day? Well, if, if, if lunchtime is the only time you're drinking soda, now it's achievable, but it's a little bit more than it, but that's a little bit bigger change. If you have a soda in, at lunchtime and a soda at dinnertime, then yeah, it's achievable. Okay, I'm going to cut back and I'm going to have one soda a day over two. Is that an achievable goal? Is that an achievable change? Yes, it is over a long period of time are you gonna fall down sometimes yeah we all fall down especially when we're trying to make change but most of us when we're making change we're not looking at um, possibly dying if we don't if we don't immediately change right now some of us maybe we are and that's all that's a different conversation we can have that conversation but that's a different conversation uh, about motivation and, and about commitment but but for this you know make whatever change you're looking at beginning with achievable so that it's small, it's long-term, and it's achievable. Because when we achieve, it gives us that that energy to do more. If we try to make a change that's not achievable, or it's going to take a lot of work to achieve, and then we fail, then we get down on ourselves. We get down on ourselves, we spiral thinking, I can't do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And and I think a lot of times people have good intentions and they want to change, but they, they make the change too big and they don't give it enough time. It's not achievable. It needs to be something that's achievable over time. If you want to lose 50 pounds, which for most of us is achievable, however, it's going to take time. Fifty pounds should take you about ten months to lose, about a pound a week with a with a nice little um, with a nice little pop up at the beginning. Okay, uh, so so I mean little changes over almost ten months, you're going to lose fifty pounds. But most people want to lose fifty pounds overnight, and they can't. So then they get down on themselves. Then they emotionalize it and they call themselves words like stupid or fat or whatever. Um, so So it's an achievable goal, but it takes small steps over a long period of time, okay? If you want to lose 50 pounds, you can lose 50 pounds over a long period of time by making small changes, but it's the time aspect that you got to give. Make it achievable, make it small changes, and give it the time to do it. And the, the when the changes are small, then we don't emotionalize them. They're not like a massive huge emotional uh thunderbolt coming down from heaven. They're easier to manage emotionally, they're easier to manage systems-wise, and they're easier to manage in the results and the long-term outcome. And that's what we want because we want to be better. We want to be better. And if we want to be better, that means change. And if we want to embrace change, then we make small changes over a long period of time and we look at the things that are achievable so we can celebrate them we can feel good about ourselves and then challenge ourselves to make bigger changes over a long period of time that is how life transforms but it takes time my friends it takes commitment takes time and it takes a willingness to love yourself Give yourself some self-compassion. We'll talk about self-compassion in another episode. That's what I got for you now, my friends. I hope that this is helpful for you. Like I said, share it out there on your social media. Uh, Follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Give us a rating and review. Uh, And if you'd like to do some coaching, reach out to me. Gracelifecoaching.com is the website. And as always here at Grace Life Coaching, we want you to be the best you.